and welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master. And you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. And what is your name? I'm Michael. Perfect. Michael, what happened last time? <laughs> I have no idea because this is literally Hooray. the first thing we're recording. Yep, so nothing happened last time. Nothing. Um, we're coming from a black abyss. Just as a quick backup, it's likely that uh, the listeners will be hearing this after we've started um, the game, but just to let them know, we are playing this game in a custom region that I created called the Chandi region, which started out as two separate regions with differing ideologies, but ended up united. In the end, um, we're starting off today in the D side of the Chandi region, in an area called Trilithon Sanctuary, which is a bit like the Safari Zone in the games and the anime. Only a little more restrictive and a little more uh, traditional and culturally based. Um, Michael, what is your character? My character is Professor Rudimentus Sneeze. Um, he is uh, 67 years old. He's a wrinkly old professor uh, specializing in Snorlax. He's a Snorlax enthusiast from the D region especially, so uh, throughout his life until very recently, he did not have a Pokemon. He just studied Pokemon and left them alone. Uh, that's the, the, the philosophy of the D region to more or less leave the Pokemon be and use them only in necessity uh, and that sort of thing, treating them with respect. Um, so he's got this passion for Snorlax and up until recently, he was the foremost authority on Snorlax, so that's... Um, but uh, since he has fallen out of favor. Then we should be good. All right, let's jump into it. Um, what we're doing right now is it's a traditional thing for any person who is a prospective trainer in the Chandi region at the beginning of spring to go to their uh, closest gym and take part in the egg gathering ceremony. What this means is they go to a specialized location and they c gather one egg for one of the Pokemon residing there. Um, they can take more than one egg and they can capture Pokemon if they really choose to do so, but it's mostly discouraged. So we will start with Rudimentus Sneeze, who has come to uh, the Trilithon Sanctuary Gym uh, this morning in early spring. Alright, the early spring day dawns bright and cool at the outskirts of Trilithon Sanctuary. The odd black standing stones that give the area its name beaded with light dew that will soon burn off in the sun. You're gathered with a handful of other hopeful trainers in front of the low, cave-like building that is the Trilithon Sanctuary Gym. To anyone who was not raised in the area of Trilithon Sanctuary, it would seem like you stood in the middle of a small clearing in the forest with a few low, rolling hills nearby, but your de-heritage and your life spent in this area allows you to immediately pick out the small signs of human habitation that tell you that you are, in fact, in the center of a small city. It's early in the morning, and so the streets, such as they are, are deserted. You are by far the oldest person in the group here. <laughs> uh, the next oldest person is actually a, someone in her mid-30s. She seems to take some comfort in the fact that she, there's someone here who's older than she is. Uh, the other three people are a pair of twin boys and a girl, and they're in their teens or early 20s at the oldest, and they give you some odd looks as they get ready for the day ahead. Actually, none of these other trainers are from Trilithon Sanctuary or nearby. Uh, the Sanctuary has never had very many trainers, and with the new reduction of restrictions uh, regarding the area around Trilithon Sanctuary and what is open for trainers to catch, 
some outsiders have decided to take full advantage of the fact that any trainer can start their journey from any gym, regardless of where they were born or raised. Standing in front of the mouth of the gym, facing the prospective trainers, is Nirav, Keeper of the Stones, the gym leader for the Triathlon Sanctuary. Although you know that the gym leader is less than 15 years younger than you, Nirav looks like he could be in his mid-20s. His strong connection with the types of his region has given him an ageless, ethereal appearance. He gazes around at the group for a long moment, his expression remote before he speaks. All of you have chosen to become trainers. Nirav begins abruptly. His voice is calm and uninflected. Um, You've never had much reason to be around him before, but simply because you've been around him more often, you have a little more experience, uh, just simply because you've been older, and uh, you've never heard him raise his voice or show more emotion than just calm. Whatever your reasons, you've decided to capture Pokemon and to train them to fight. This is a necessary duty. We are protected from much here below the mountains at the end. In your travels, you'll discover foes within and without. As Pokemon trainers, you have chosen to become protectors against these foes, so that your countrymen may live in peace. It is also a natural part of Pokemon life. In the wild, Pokemon hunt and are hunted. Those that fight, win or lose, are stronger than those that do not, provided they survive. You will teach your Pokemon how to hunt and how to survive being hunted through Pokemon battling, and both you and they will grow stronger for it. If you take a look around at the other trainers as he's speaking, uh, the older woman looks determined. She's kind of nodding along with what the gym leader's saying. Uh, The two twin brothers look a little uncomfortable, and the younger woman looks a little bored. However, necessity and nature should not breed excess. It is my duty to caution you. Do not take more than you need, or you will be asked for more than you can give. The balance will always reassert itself. Work to keep the world in balance, and the world itself will assist you. Nirov pauses for a moment, looking over the group. His eyes seem to linger on you for a moment, and then he continues. On this day, you are partaking in one of our oldest shared traditions in the Chandi region. The gathering of springtime eggs. He waves his hand. From behind him, a clefable walks out of the cave mouth of the gym, carrying a smaller version of the standing stones around you. The Pokemon places the stone down in front of the group and then steps back. These smaller stones mark the borders of the egg gathering area. Within these borders, you may use whatever means you choose to collect an egg from the Pokemon living inside. He waves his other hand, and the ground shakes. From out of the gym comes a Tyranitar, the reptilian Pokemon, a massive paragon of its species. It stops slightly to the left of Nirov and then slams down what seems to be a full-sized standing stone, this one engraved with intricate spirals and abstract shapes. These stones mark the protected area of Trilithon Sanctuary. For today, the sanctuary is off-limits to visitors. If anyone is found within these borders... If anyone uses excessive force to gather their egg, or if there are any Pokemon deaths, there will be consequences. Nirov continues, his voice entirely unchanged. Behind him, the Tyranitar simply stares, its beady black eyes glaring over the group. It is not unheard of for some trainers to choose to capture Pokemon they find during their egg-gathering trip. 
While not uh, illegal, such indulgence is discouraged. Am I understood? Yes. After hearing your answer, and most of you answer about the same way, uh, Nirav reaches behind him. The Clefable walks forward, pulling out a series of thin cloth slings seemingly out of midair. These egg slings will allow you to keep your hands free while carrying your egg. In addition, the slings will keep the egg warm against your body until it begins to hatch. He gives one sling to each trainer, and then lifts a hand, pointing to the north. The egg gathering area is 15 minutes walk to the north. Gather an egg, and then return here by nightfall. May Xerneas keep Yveltal's wings at bay. And with that ominous blessing, the gym leader vanishes. Just like into thin air? Pretty much. Whoa. Okay. Uh, give me a general education check. General education. I yes. have 3d6 for that. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of d6. Good plan. Let's see, that is 11. With an 11, uh, you know from just being around here and from doing some studying as you plan to become a trainer, uh, Nirav is very connected to dark and fairy types. Um, one of the things with the dark type is that he is a master at hunting and stealth. And okay. he's also, though he doesn't act like it, is a bit of a prankster sometimes. Mm-hmm. So he he likes the vanishing act. Got it. It's very likely that uh, he basically turned around and walked back into the gym. But he's managed to perfect the ability to do that without anyone seeing him. Hmm. Cool. Uh, in other news, in your inventory, you have an egg sling. Egg sling. Um, yes, that takes up the body slot on a trainer. Okay. And while worn, it keeps it while worn, it keeps an egg warm for you, so it allows an egg to hatch without you having to use a Pokemon with egg warmer. Cool. Okay. All right. What do you do? I start walking north, um, and I suppose it would be wise of me to use a survival check to make sure that I'm going the right way and head in the right direction. Um, for I sure. Three d six for that. I'm giving this to my backstory that I am familiar with the area. Mm-hmm. That is 10. Very nice. Okay. Um, is Melody out with you or not? Your, I have uh, Melody in my Pokeball right now. Okay. Very Pokeball. cool. So, so you reach the uh, edge of the egg gathering areas quickly enough. And you find a couple like little tricks and traps there. Nothing that seems like it was it was meant to hurt, but just stuff meant to startle the people and kind of get them moving around in certain areas. You're able to bypass them easily enough. Um, you're pretty sure that Nirav again set this up almost as a practical joke and as a way for like um, gym leaders are all about teaching as well as what they do. So it's a way of teaching the people to be aware of their surroundings, but you're able to catch them and bypass them. Um, as you wander for a while, you start taking, you start heading more towards uh, part of the woods, skirting the edge of the Trilithon Sanctuary, the actual protected area. Mm-hmm. Um, this entire area is one you've been to several times before. 
It's a place where Snorlax generally drop off an egg or two before continuing their wanderings. Ooh. Snorlax are notoriously bad parents. <laughs> sort of. In general. And I would know uh, that. Yes, for sure. <laughs> this is this is you don't need to roll for this. This is knowledge that you know. Uh, in general, they leave their eggs in a clutch with eggs of other random Pokemon, basically letting the Munchlax be raised by other family while they continue to wander, eat, and sleep. Um, this makes sense simply from a uh, food standpoint as well. They are unable to keep up with a Munchlax's energy while having a similar or even greater appetite. Sure. Okay. All right. In the distance, you see a flash of red light. Then you see another one. Hmm. And then another one. They're all coming in kind of irregular intervals, about five or six seconds between each. Give me... You can either t roll a Pokemon education, general education, or tech education. I'm going to go with Pokemon education because I have okay. 46 in that. I'm That's Sounds in depth, I believe. Mm-hmm. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, you can tell that that flash is from a Pokeball, and you can further tell that specifically every single flash that you've seen so far is that of a Pokeball capturing a Pokemon. Hmm. How many flashes have I seen? Four now. Okay. Do I see any eggs nearby? Not nearby at the moment. Okay. Um the area seems actually pretty quiet with most of the Pokemon. Like, they're just getting out and moving about at the moment. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. um, I am going to release Me uh, Melody from her Pokeball. Mm -hmm. uh, so, come on out, Melody. Pokeball sound effect. <laughs> uh and with Melody, I'm going to, and for the listeners, Melody is an Iggly buff. If that, if you don't already know, you probably know. <laughs> okay, uh, so we're going to head up uh, and I'm going to go investigate these Pokeball flashes where I am with Melody at the ready. Sounds good. As you head to investigate... You and Melody, well, Melody's actually knocked over, but you're almost knocked over by a stampede of small purple monkeys, hmm. each one screeching as they bound over the ground and through the trees around you. Um, they're all using the big hand on the back of their tails to swing themselves farther away. Mm -hmm. If you want to roll a quick Pokemon education. Sure. Uh, 14. That is an Apom. Um, they are... Uh, they are native to this area, though they tend to wander around in larger groups like this. Um, they are very fast Pokemon. They usually like to play practical jokes and pranks in and of themselves. And um, most of the time you see Ambipom, their evolved form with them, mm -hmm. but you don't see any uh, in this group at the moment. Mm -hmm. They're all running past you. And then uh, the po uh, final monkey that's kind of straggling in the back disappears in another flash of red light. And a yellow and black striped Pokeball appears in its place. Okay. The ball shakes twice and then stills. And then a man walks out of the trees in rumpled jeans and a thin gray jacket and he picks it up. 
Uh, this man is a stranger. He is definitely not one of the trainers who was supposed to be there that day. He looks like he's in his mid to late 20s, maybe early 30s. And he has silver eyes and bright purple hair, which kind of denotes him as some have someone having Chan ancestry rather strongly. Mm-hmm. Just the different coloration of the hair. Uh, he frowns down at the Pokeball and pulls out a strange device with his other hand and just waves it over the new Pokeball. Okay. Uh, he's com- he's completely ignoring you at this point. Sure. The device makes a whirring noise and then clicks, and he frowns a little deeper. <sighs> Still not it. With a sigh, he adjusts his glasses and drops the APOM into a- into a bag at his belt. He pulls out another Ultra Ball and leans back and goes to th- and goes to throw the Ultra Ball at another Apom. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Before I take an action, can I do a technology education check on the For device? For sure. Yep. Seven. It very vaguely looks like the like a Pokedex, mm-hmm. but it looks. Based on your very like basic knowledge of technology, it looks like someone took a Pokedex and pulled out half of what it does and put in half of something completely different. You have abs- mm-hmm. like there's a bunch of things on it that make no sense to you. Okay. Um, I'm gonna shout. Stop! The man blinks and looks over at you. Listen, Gramps, this is beyond what you understand here. I've got something. I'm doing important work here, so if you'll excuse me. What are you doing? This is the sanctuary. He adjusts his glass and looks over to you. He goes, so, rather old for a new trainer, but I'm guessing you're new since you're here. Uh, it looks like you're using an Igly buff, so a fairy type. Perfect. He pulls a regular Pokeball from his belt and throws it down. And out pops a Kakuna. Mm-hmm. With kind of a shiny, uh, yeah, the shiny yellow shell, and it just turns kind of to stare at you. Meet the third from our newest clutch of Beedra legs. Nose poison sting, nice and fast. Are you challenging me? Are you going to get in my way? I I think you'd probably better leave. So, yes. Melody and I are going to keep you back. Well then, I challenge you to a Pokemon battle. I accept. <laughs> what is Melody's speed? Melody's speed is... Hold on, let me... By the time you hear this, listeners, I'll be a lot better at reading these sheets. <laughs> speed is four. Okay, and then what is your speed? My speed, on a different part of a different sheet, is ten. Okay. So, what's happening here is the... Uh, Stranger can go faster than you can, but you are faster than the Kakuna. Okay. So if you can do something in your turn beforehand, then you you can go ahead and do so. But 
uh, the Kakuna moves faster than it, than Melody does. Okay. Um, not sure. I have it, all of my edges and thing. I don't know if any of them are particularly good for combat. So. Okay. No problem. I don't think, unless uh, my elemental connection right, does. Then something. he'll start off. No elemental connection. Uh, since it's not a normal type, you can't. Uh, yeah. you, it doesn't affect anything in any way. So that is all right. Okay. Okay. What he actually does is the moment that uh, you. To accept the challenge, he pulls out a Pokeball and chucks it at your Igglybuff's head. What? That's cheating. <laughs> um, the Pokeball bounces off of Melody, leaving a decent, a small to decent sized welt. So, um, she takes 19 basic damage and then subtracts defense from that. Uh, okay, so her defense is 4, so it would be 15 damage? She takes 15 damage. Okay. He actually catches the ball on the bounce with a smirk. And it's like, this isn't league rules, old-timer. Number three, sting it. And the Kakuna fires a poisoned barb out of it. Uh, what is uh, Melody's evasion bonus versus attack? Uh, so physical evade? Yes. Uh, one. Hey, and then it's... Oh, any evasion is going to be zero. So, okay, the poison sting also lands... Unfortunately, and it does. Okay, it's gotta do it because she is weak against poison, correct? Yes, I believe so. Okay, so it does twenty. Um, after your defense, it does twenty-one damage, <sighs> but it does not poison. 21 damage. Ooh. Is she down to half health? Way below half health. <laughs> okay, she gains an injury. Okay. So the poison sting actually hits her uh, decently, and she cries out, kind of uh, holding onto one arm, which is hanging a little limply for her. Hmm. And she's up. Okay. Well, um, I think... Probably the best bet is going to be, since a Kakuna is going to have a high defense, <clears throat> um, to sing. Try to okay. status effect it. So Roll a d20. I will do that thing. 
17. You hit. Sweet. Oh, actually, um, take a look at Sing. It's actually a burst two. Yes. Which means that anything within two squares of your Iggly buff falls asleep. Right. So did you want to move it into a place where it catches both the Kakuna and the trainer? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. Yes. They both pass out and start snoring. Sweet. Um... Then it is trainer's turn to see if he can wake up. Uh, I need to grab the afflictions. There they are. Okay. No bonuses from evasion. Okay. So they're not moving at all. They've both passed out. He's actually collapsed on the ground, and the Kakuna just has its eyes shut. Okay. Okay. Okay, so then the trainer snorts and wakes up right away. Okay. A few instants later, but his turn is gone. Sure. And the Kakuna continues to snore. All right. Wake up, number three. Didn't we give you shed skin? Must have ended up with shield dust. And it is Melody's turn. All right, Melody. Uh, let me think. Um, I have. I think we're gonna have to do something a little bit defensive. So, Melody, defense curl. Melody curves curls up into a ball. Mm-hmm. All right. Trainer grunts in annoyance and slams a Pokeball down on Melody, standing next to him. Which does 22 damage. And that's including her defense of 4? That's including her defense of 4. That brings her... that takes care of all of her hit points. Is she at 0 or at negatives? Negatives. That includes even the 10 damage reduction. Oh, it does not include the damage reduction, so she takes 12. Okay, she's still up. Okay. Perfect. So he just, he basically slams a Pokeball down on her. He's like, wake up, number three. And the Kakuna snorts and awakens. Or the Kakuna shakes itself and opens its eyes. Okay. Do I get a turn as well? Yes. Okay. Can I use that turn to apply a potion or does that take too long nope you can definitely do so i'm gonna do that okay give melody one of my potions perfect she regains 20 health unfortunately that means that is her turn that's all of her turn that's all of her turn okay so it's back down to his turn trainer is obviously annoyed at this point and he actually tries to sling a pokeball at you but it goes winging past. Cool. It's one of the trees. Didn't everybody ever tell you to respect your elders? Didn't anybody ever tell you that this that uh, this is the future for crying out loud? All you young kids talking about the future. The Kakuna actually um, 
in since uh, looks at its trainer for a second and then simply uh, grow like gets a little shinier. So it, it's used harden. Aha! Stuff its defense, and it is Melody's turn. All right, um, Melody pound. Okay, roll a d20. Ugh, two. Okay, so Melody goes to swing, but the Kakuna uh, tilts slightly to one side and it misses. Got it. This is what you D-types don't get. You need to train your Pokemon before you head out. Not going to work very well if they're just left alone and pampered all the time. He flicks... He flicks another Pokeball at you, mm-hmm. and this one does 28 damage before your defense. Okay. Uh, my defense is 6, so it does So 22. it did 22 to you. And now it is your turn, if you'd like to do anything. Yes. Well, I don't know if I myself can do anything any much okay. more. So I'm going to leave it to Melody. All right. Once again, forgotten to talk to his Pokemon. So the Kakuna fires a uh, web of strings at uh, Melody, who gets all tangled. She loses one speed combat stage. Okay. Alright, he used String Shot, so it is Melody's turn. Say, Melody, try Pound again! Okay. Nine. Come on. There you go. That one hits. Oh, good. So roll damage. And then... It's gonna be nine. Okay. She pounds and does a... Makes a small dent on the Kakuna, though it looks more angry than hurt. The trainer, or the yeah, strange trainer finally kind of takes notice of what the cocoon is doing. It's like, number three, poison sting. Finish this thing off. Kuna fires again and manages to land a hit with poison sting. That does 23 damage. No, sorry, 19 damage. Okay. After the 10 and the defense. We're still kicking, Melody. She's still up? She's still up. Very nice. All right. It is your turn or Melody's. Melody's not doing great. (laughs) Melody, put him to sleep again. Sing! Um, Check out Sing's... Is that possible? <laughs> yeah. Sing's uh, frequency is seen. Oh, okay. So I can only do it the once. Once a scene. All right. That's fine. Unfortunate that they woke up that fast. Uh, okay. Melody actually gives you a look after you said that and just goes for a swing. So roll for pound. Okay. That's what we'll do. How's a six do me? A six hits, but just barely. Oh, sweet. Oh, did you roll? 
It's 2d6 plus 8 plus 6. For? For a pound. It's 1d8 plus 6, I think. Um, actually, since pound is a normal type move, she gains uh, STAB, which means the damage base goes up by 2. Yeah, I see. So it is 2d6 plus 8 plus 6. Yeah. Okay. That so that... Different. Yeah, so... Actually, roll two, roll two damage things, and we'll just and we'll use those. Okay. For the two hits that you've done. So that's going to be eighteen total for one. Okay. And whew, that's a nice one. Uh, let's see, twenty-three. Okay. So twenty-three. Okay, this next hit uh, causes actually a small gash to appear in the Kakuna's head. That's the way to do it, Melody. You're hitting hard enough. And the uh, trainer is just like, what? This is ridiculous. Kakuna, finish this thing off already. And it fires another poisonous barb. No. Yeah, it just barely does. It kind of, it glances over at the trainer and then finally fires a barb. Which lands and does 22 damage. Yep. There she goes. Knocks her into the negatives. Yep. As it hits, there's a flash of light. Hmm. And uh, once it appears, uh, Melody has grown to about twice her size. What? Uh, ears unfold to either side of her head, and she opens... Uh, her bright blue eyes to look at the trainer and his kakuna with a small grin. Congratulations, your Iggly Buff has evolved into Jigglypuff. Woohoo! At the moment, you'll be able Melody, to. You're beautiful! <laughs> you'll be able to uh, change the stats around however you like, but at the moment, uh, she is back up to half of her new health. You get to use Sing again. Woohoo! And you're using the new stats for Jigglypuff. Here, I can let you know. And what page is that on? Uh, 108. Got it. And congratulations, your Jigglypuff also learns Play Nice. Play Nice. Cool. She can she can choose to use Sing again if you so choose. Got it. Um, yes, she will. She will sing at both of them. And okay. it's going to be the most beautiful song that Melody has ever sung in her entire well, life. Oh, girl of AC. Ooh, natural 20. Very nice. So they both pass out immediately, and you actually feel a little drowsy yourself, but you manage to shake out of it. I'm just getting so teary-eyed. I've never been so proud of you, Melody. <laughs> this time, the trainer actually continues to snore. <laughs> and so does the Kakuna. Sweet. So go right ahead. Melody, finish it off. Pound on that Kakuna. Roll. Eight. Perfect. Roll two D. Two D six. Yep. So, yep. so right now it's two D six plus eight plus eight. So two D six plus sixteen. Um, that's gonna be. Yeah, uh, twenty six. Twenty six. Okay. Yep. 
the cocooner shudders and tips over on its side. It looks like the sleep has become full on consciousness. A moment later, the trainer shakes and wakes up, and he's like, okay, whatever with your jigglypuff. Now we can... What? Number three, what is wrong with you? He, uh... He chucks the Pokeball at the Kakuna and recalls it back. I thought this would be a good training mission for it. He looks at you. You, old-timer, have become a bit of an annoyance. So let's use an actual... Let's use one of my actual Pokemon for this. He pulls out an Ultra Ball and goes to expand it. And the ground shakes again. You, uh, the ground shakes again. He looks around, and from right next to you guys, out pops the Tyranitar from earlier, mm-hmm. which goes and gives a bellowing roar straight at the trainer. By the time you look back, the trainer is already halfway out of sight in the trees. <laughs> Good. The Tyranitar kind of gives you a look. And stomps over. He just looks you up and down. And then okay. just snorts. Millie and I are standing very, very still. Snorts and just turns around and just dives right back into the hole. And you can hear, you can feel the rumbling ground go off in pursuit of that trainer. Hmm. All right, then. Well. So. <laughs> I'll say, um, come on, Melody. We still got an egg to find. Puff. <laughs> so with with Melody, um, mm-hmm. uh, I'll I'll return her to Pokeball. Okay. And then uh, go off looking for an egg. You feel something tap on your shoulder. I look behind me. Give me a perception check. Okay. Perception is 2d6. Mm-hmm. 9. Okay, you catch a flash of purple and a tan hand, but there's nothing behind you. And you hear something giggling in the trees. Okay. And then you feel a tap on your other shoulder. Perception. Six. <laughs> this time you don't quite catch it, but um, the giggling in the trees increases. Who's there? As you turn around, there's an apom standing in front of you, with its head cocked slightly to one side. What do you want? It grins at you. At least you think it does. Apom are kind of always grinning. Yeah. <laughs> And it gestures with its tail as though it wants you to follow it. And then it turns and starts scampering off. Okay. I guess I'll follow. Okay. I'm coming! It leads you around for a little bit, and just as you start to get the feeling that it's just leading you around in circles, uh, it suddenly takes a sharp turn, and you open up into a small clearing in the forest that is filled... With small purple eggs. Hmm. The purple eggs have 
a small design, a little design on them that looks very much like an apom's tail hand. Hmm. The apom walks over to you and uh, points with its hands towards about the middle cluster of eggs. Okay, I I go where it's pointing. Um, should I make a perception? Yes. Eight. Okay. Um. All right. You don't quite catch anything as you head towards uh, the center. But just as you do, two larger tan hands with pink tips on them suddenly reach out and just grab your shoulders. Okay. I freeze. <laughs> what? Out pops uh, what looks like an apom, but it is significantly larger. It is about a foot and a half taller than than any of the other apom that you've seen. It also seems to have a more defined nose, larger ears with uh, pink inside the ears rather than tan, and very large, uh, a, a very large fringe on the top of its head. You know that this is actually the evolved form of apom ambipom, and both of the hands are its. Mm-hmm. It reaches over with one hand very slowly and tweaks your nose. <laughs> You're just messing with me. What's going on? Am I on candid camera? <laughs> the Ampapom winks at you, and then with its other hand, it scoops up an egg and just holds it out. You're, You're giving this to me? It nods. Well, thank you. I take the egg and examine it. Can I examine it with my Pokemon education? For sure. That is going to be a 15. Okay. As far as you can tell, this is a very uh, good... uh, paragon of the species it's not like it is by no means special or shiny but it is healthy it is well made and it looks like it's going to hatch fairly soon oh okay well i tuck it into my egg sling as you do you get a strange feeling okay like something just happened and you're not sure of the significance yet okay you're reminded for some reason about one of the times when you were studying the genealogy of Snorlax and just going through old records. Uh, you stumbled across something um, almost more of a legend than a real anecdote at this point about a Snorlax that was able to speak and showed str- and showed strong knowledge on several different subjects. Um, there had been a theory in there that this wasn't uh, that it was referencing itself back to an even older legend that you couldn't find a uh, you couldn't actually find a transcript for that and it had theorized that the ability to speak and knowledge wasn't necessarily unique to this Snorlax but endemic to a line of 
Pokemon sharing certain characteristics. And uh, this person's thought specifically typing. Hmm. I rolled a, uh, a cold education check for you, and you did extremely well. Cool. <laughs> awesome. All right. After you put the egg away, the APOM is looking at you with is a, with what is a strangely sober expression on its face. But a moment later, it grins and winks at you and then runs away. Thank you. I wave. Okay, then... You hear uh... giggling. <laughs> Good. And a hand comes out and waves at you. Good. Then I'm going to turn back and head uh, back toward the gym. Do I may need to... You feel a... something tap on your shoulder. Turn around and make a perception. <laughs> Six. Whatever it was on you stays on your shoulder, and you realize that the ambi pump has actually actually sat on your back and just spun around. <laughs> Good. Then it jumps off you and runs away, and this time you feel like it's gone now. <laughs> Good. Goodbye, and so you then. head back to the gym, and congratulations. <laughs> you got your... <laughs> congratulations. Yay! You got your Pokemon egg. It's an A-Palm. Woohoo! I have an A-Palm egg. Cool, cool. And you also have a Jigglypuff now. And a Jigglypuff. Woohoo! And so yes. happy with my Jigglypuff. Sweet. Sounds good. Well... Uh, should I um up all of the hit points back to normal and everything? Yes. Uh, assume that by the time the game starts, she will be at. You will have brought her to a Pokemon Center, and she's at full health. Okay, that's what I will go with then. Because right. I'm assuming you'll do so. All right. Well, thank you to everyone for joining us this week. Uh, you can find us online at tapestryradio.org/pokemon-rollout, on Twitter at at pokerrollpodcast, and on Facebook at facebook.com/pokerrollout. Once again, I'm Nick Lilienthal, and uh, you can find me in the same places you can find the uh, Poker Rollout page, unless I've come up with new social media stuff in the meantime. <laughs> and you can find me at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. If you like what you what we do here every other week at Pokemon Rollout, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. Yee. <laughs> All right. And scene.
Perfect. Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener, obviated objects of oblivion obambulating about, offered unto you in the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org, from our fancy to yours. <laughs> <laughs>